You know, we understand that the topic of female menstruation can be uncomfortable for some, if not most of us, but we need to get comfortable with this very important conversation if we are to end period poverty. The right to basic education is enshrined in our constitution, and yet this right is being eroded for thousands of adolescent women in our country simply because they cannot afford sanitary towels. We can help by donating sanitary towels to the Helderberg FM end period poverty campaign. Simply drop off your donations at the Helderberg FM studio here at the Sanctuary Shopping Center. Your contribution will benefit the New Heritage Foundation, a non-profit organization with a core focus to end period poverty in underserved communities. And we have the founder of the New Heritage Foundation, as promised, on the line, Chantelle Goliath. Chantelle, good afternoon and welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, it's amazing to be here. Well, Chantelle, we are proud to be part of this and, and uh, to make a difference in the lives of these young women. Uh, but uh, yeah. uh, you have a story to tell uh, from your youth. I think maybe we should start there. Okay, so um, I'm Chantelle Goliath, and um, I grew up in a very disadvantaged community, um, also with no... Um, uh, bathroom facilities inside of our homes and all of the above, um, but also uh, menstruated for most of my youth um, with either without sanitary pads or not enough sanitary pads that would last. And obviously, we are so used to in this in this even in this day and age that we would use the alternative. Um, also, no education. So you, you, I, I didn't have any education around my uh, with menstrual hygiene or my reproductive health, um, and so that has been really challenging for me growing up in that space. I didn't know the 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 extent of the disadvantage I was until I've come into the space and really explain it. I'm also a cervical cancer survivor. Um, and I also know that some of these alternatives that we use is also a contributor um, to um, reproductive health challenges and, and illnesses. And, and so having that and having to go through all of those things and also being a mom and understanding and learning in that space, I felt that this was something that really needed to be within communities to educate girls and women, um, to be in schools and to be relevant in talking about these topics, but also um, talking about the stigma around it. We, I felt that with doing these programs, it was very important that we include the boys and also the fathers um, because there's a lot of stigma. And you won't believe that even stigma and um, all the old sayings is also part of um, period poverty that keeps girls um, out of school. Wow, it's it's uh, it's amazing. How, how did the, the New Heritage Foundation, uh, how did it start? Yeah, so basically I found myself in a very disadvantaged uh, space back then and um, I felt that, you know, um, there is something that I want to contribute, um, literally a a calling on my life and a mandate um, that I feel that I needed to contribute um, to somebody that even if they go through a difficult um, challenge in their lives, that there is this hope that um, that even if you are there, you can still have hope. And um, sometimes we come from various backgrounds, and sometimes it's not good. And um, going through that space, because I also grew up disadvantaged, as I've explained earlier on, I had hope, I had this dream that I, I'm going to make impact one day. I just didn't know how. 
Um, and so hope was what got me to start New Heritage Foundation because although I was going through stuff, I had something called hope and I wanted to give it to somebody that was going through something as well to give them that hope if they have lost have lost it. And new heritage means that it doesn't matter where we come from, it doesn't define us, that we can have a new heritage. We can build something new. We can uh, be something new, you know, and we don't have to let these circumstances change that um, and change our mandate and the callings on our lives. It doesn't have to be that. And so that's how the New Heritage Foundation started in uh, through a difficult period of my life. Um, and myself and my husband said, you know, this is something that we can give to people. This is hope that we can give them. And that's how it started. We're chatting to Chantelle Goliath, the founder of New Heritage Foundation, and uh, uh, we are part of it with the End Period Poverty campaign that we're running. But I, I must say, Chantelle, when I had a look at these stats, it's absolutely, it's, it's shocking. The statistics. Ah, are you there? Yeah. Yes, yes, I said sorry. it's it's absolutely. I lost you for a bit. The stats um, are absolutely shocking. Can you can you give us a, a bit of of that information on that? Yes. Um, so so yes, it's alarming, and I believe that um, the, not one organization can do it. Not one person. Not one organization or not one institution. It's going to take all stakeholders to get together to do that. So currently, we have seven million girls in South Africa menstruating without dignity, mm. and then we have about five hundred million women and girls globally menstruating without without dignity. And you know what that means? It means there's so much more to this whole space of just menstruating without. dignity. There's period stigma. So if a boy goes, to, uh, um, if a girl goes to school, uh, period stigma is also, um, or period myths um, is also something that keeps them out of school, which we will have during periods. Um, if they don't have sanitary pads, you will have three out of ten girls on a monthly basis skip school. Um, and she lose out on this education. If she don't have, if she's not educated about her, um, about her menstruation and the, the realness of that and the uh, body changes and, um, how it functions and all of the above, then she also won't go to school due to, um, stigma and period myths, which means, um, if you, if, if she sits next to a boy, she bleeds more. So imagine she sits next to a boy and here she gets a period. She's not going to go to school for that next three, four days because mm. she feels that she can bleed so much more because she sits next to a boy. So all of these kind of stuff uh, ties in. Then you have the girl that um, as young as 10 and 12, you know, and all the way up, they could also sell themselves for financial gain where they end up being pregnant. And obviously the person that's paying for um, the service um, decides how they would want to uh, participate. And that leads to uh, maybe teenage pregnancies or HIV infections. And currently we have about over 300,000 um, infections just in the age group of 14 and 18. So it's got a snowball effect. One, we look at just menstruation and we're looking at with no pads and we're looking at all of that. But there's so many things behind that that can follow through um, into the spaces of not having girls in school and not being able to menstruate with dignity and all of the above, not understanding the reproductive health or hygiene management um, and making sure that she's accepted and that she doesn't, she's not labeled as some that's different um, and also 
um, having being a girl, just imagine um, God designed you to be a girl, and here you have the struggle, and it comes every month. It's not something that comes once a year. It's something that you struggle with every month. So you have identity crisis in terms of why am I being a girl? If I have these challenges, then why am I being designed as a girl and being made perfect or said that I'm being made perfect if this is what I have to go through mm-hmm. every month? Yeah. And then you have the mental challenges that comes with that. Im- imagine the worry. Like if a normal, not a normal, but I mean, as grown-ups, we worry if there's you know, maybe not bread in the house. I mean, it does affect us, you know, or we have other challenges that really affect us as big. Imagine what it does to us now, a young girl being in a community, she knows her mom don't have, she knows there isn't money, she knows if they have to choose between pads and a bread, they're going to choose to buy the bread because they have to eat, because it is as important, you know? So um, those are the, the realities of, of not having access to sanitary pads and what their lives look like um, and what it could potentially look like if it, if it keeps on for a next generation and a next generation to come from it if we don't start addressing it right here, right now. Chantel, um, where can people get hold of more? In, where, where can they get more information about the the New Heritage Foundation and the work you do, you are doing? Yes, they can definitely send us an email um, to newheritagesa at gmail dot com. Uh, we're busy upgrading our website, and there's a lot that we're busy with at the moment. So soon we will have that up and running. Um, within the next couple of weeks, we had to change it a bit because most of our website looks um, of the, not really to the work that we are currently doing much more. So we had to change that, and that takes a bit of time. So soon we will share our website, and it will be in www.newheritage.org.za. Um, and then also they can get hold of me via telephone um, if they want to make um, any um, conversations around it, which is 072 400 9361. Chantel uh, Goliath, founder of the New Heritage Foundation, thank you very much for the, the work you, you people are doing and thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having us. We and appreciate it. Only a pleasure. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Chantel Goliath, you can get a hold of her on 072-400-9361. And I think if you just Google Heritage Foundation, the new Heritage Foundation, you'll probably get all the information there.